Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. I've been thinking about this episode for a while. I actually wanted to record it as one of my very first episodes, and then I decided to really sit on it, think about it, and decide what exactly it was I wanted to say about this topic, because I have had to learn so much on this topic of suffering. And I called this particular episode Beautiful Suffering. And actually, that name came from one of my coaching clients when we were talking about suffering and what can come from suffering. And she was the one that said, you know, that it was could be beautiful suffering. And when you're in the midst of the suffering, it's really hard to it's really hard to feel like it's beautiful, that there's anything beautiful that comes from suffering, but I do think there is beauty to be found there. So I want to share a little bit with you today about kind of the thoughts that have evolved for me about suffering and its, I guess, role and purpose in our life. And I was looking up some very uh, popular people, so, you know, an author and, well, several authors and speakers, and just I was Googling like quotes on suffering, and there was so much I found that was so good. I literally could have recorded a whole entire podcast just on the quotes about suffering. But one of the people that I Googled was Jordan Peterson. And he has this saying, and I saw it pop up multiple times where he just says, life is suffering. And I think that is so true. Like there is nobody who has walked through life who has not suffered in some capacity. We've given ourselves this notion in life that it should be easy, that it should be happy and joyful all the time. And I think that's probably one of the worst things that we could have done for ourselves is to really believe that that's the way life should be. It should always be filled with these highs because that isn't what God promised us. That was never given to us. It is Life is suffering, as Jordan Peterson says, and it's when we when we learn to live in the suffering and it's what we do with the suffering that then determines the quality of our life. And so when you just kind of decide that life is suffering and you you basically voluntarily accept it, as Jordan Peterson says, and you strive to overcome it, I often think about the dinner conversation that I had. I often think about the dinner conversation that I had at the table with my kids. And I've shared this story before about we're sitting at the table, we're doing the question of the night. And the question is basically, if you could have one wish, what would you wish for? And I ended up saying, I would wish for happiness. And my quiet never speaks up son out of nowhere usually can never answer the question comes back and says 
if you didn't know suffering, you wouldn't know what happiness feels like. And I think that was the first moment when I really started to understand suffering and when I started to see suffering in a new light. And that is what has led me on this path of learning about suffering, of trying to understand suffering. And I truly believe that it is the very thing that allows us to feel joy. And without it, my son was right. We would not have joy in this life. And in this particular situation where there has been infidelity, the suffering comes because you have been willing to love. And when we when you really stop and think about that why you're suffering is because of love, I don't know, it kind of like it just seems amazing to me. It's my willingness to love and be vulnerable with another human being can cause suffering but it's also the thing that can cause the most joy in my life. When we think back like on our wedding days, it's like often the happiest day of our life. And yet that same love is the very thing that has then created the most suffering in our life. I came across this Instagram post not too long ago. And uh, it was a young Catholic mom who had died very unexpectedly. And after she had died, her husband had found all of these writings that she had been writing, like in her journals. And and she was a, a really good writer. And I think she had aspirations of maybe becoming a book writer someday. And he shared in this post some of her thoughts that she had journaled about suffering. And it was like, One of the things that she said was, Satan's goal is for all suffering to be the beginning of hell. And sometimes this suffering on this infidelity journey for sure feels like the beginning of hell. Somebody said to me recently, you know, I'm so sorry you went through all of that. That had to be so hard. And I said, yeah, I've been to hell and back. Because for a short little while, that's what it felt like. Felt like I had been to hell. Sometimes when we're in the middle of the suffering, it feels like it's endless. Like if you are right now in the midst of the suffering of this infidelity, maybe let's say you just found out. You feel like this pain is never going to go away. It feels meaningless. It feels non-transformative. But... In God's providence, suffering can be a call to conversion. It can be an opportunity to be united more closely to Jesus in his passion and his death. It can be the very thing that transforms into a vehicle for grace. It can be reparation, not just for one's own sins, but for the sins of everyone. So when you have suffering that is 
not joined to Christ, surrendered by God. It's just suffering. But I think, I truly believe that when we are called to suffering, we are called to something higher. Every single occasion of suffering presents us with the choice of whether to naturally sink towards it, naturally sink towards hell, or to surrender to God and rise with grace towards heaven. This is your chance. This is your moment. This is your opportunity to rise towards heaven. And I'm so grateful that I did that for myself, that I was willing and able to pull myself out of the abyss, out of what felt like hell. Maybe it was hell. And get myself closer to heaven. You know, they say it's the absence of love that causes suffering. And it's the very fact that we were willing to love that we are now suffering. So create love in your life. Where can you create love in your life? I would always ask God on this journey what he wanted me to do with my pain. I truly believed that there was a purpose to my suffering. I believed it with every fiber of my being. I just knew there was a reason he was trying to, I was on this path to hell that I had to get myself off of. And every time I would ask myself that question, the response that I always got was to share your story to help someone else. I didn't know what that sharing was going to look like eight years ago, nine years ago. I didn't know it was going to be a podcast. It was going to be me being a life coach. I could have never known any of that. But I'm so glad I was willing to ask. I was willing to see the suffering for something other than hell. There's another quote I came across from Jordan Peterson, and he says, the purpose of life is finding the largest burden you can bear and bearing it. You're bearing it right now. And I hope this is the largest burden you ever have to bury, because I know what this burden feels like. I know how heavy it is. But let it move you towards heaven and not to hell. Brene Brown says that when we're suffering, many of us are better at causing pain than feeling it. We spread hurt rather than let it inside. And I think that's the thing about suffering. Like I always say, it can make you bitter or it can make you better. And often when someone has hurt us, we want to hurt back because for a brief moment, it makes us feel better. But it isn't who God has called us to be. It isn't moving us towards heaven. So be willing to feel the pain. Be willing to feel the suffering instead of 
pushing it on to somebody else or trying to give it back to the person who has given it to you. I love to read C.S. Lewis, even though I don't understand half of what his books, uh, like I, I need, I need a C.S. Lewis tutor when I read his books. But there's a couple quotes from C.S. Lewis that have had a profound impact on my life. And one of them is from the book, The Problem of Pain. And he says, we can ignore even pleasure, but pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, and shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Let your suffering be your megaphone to wake you up. To wake you up from all of the ways that you haven't been living in this life as your highest best version. Let it be the megaphone to waking you up to creating massive amounts of joy. Let it be the megaphone that helps you to get your priorities right in life. Let it be the megaphone that teaches you how to love deeper and harder and better, whether that's loving the cheating partner loving yourself, loving your children, loving a new partner someday. I can for sure tell you I love my husband now. And this is not this is my second husband. I love my second husband now more than I was ever capable of loving my first husband. It's a completely different kind of love. And it came out of suffering. Without that suffering, I wouldn't have the kind of love I have today. I wouldn't love my children in the way I love them. So much good can come from our suffering if we're allowing it to come. There's another little quote from C.S. Lewis that says, The experience of suffering is the fullest expression of God's love. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. So you can take your suffering and you can lock your heart up. And like C.S. Lewis says, it will become unbreakable. Or you can allow your heart to be broken. You can allow suffering. Because when you do that, you also allow joy and peace and happiness and fulfillment 
It's the absence of love that creates suffering. So how can you create love in yourself in spite of your suffering, in the midst of the suffering? Remember that every occasion of suffering gives us an opportunity to sink towards hell or to rise with grace towards heaven. And I don't know about you, but I'm on a journey towards heaven. And so I was willing to allow this suffering to create a better version of me. This suffering has led me to seeking therapy. It has led me to hiring a life coach. It has led me to doing massive amounts of work on myself, on changing who I am and how I show up in the world. But it only did that because I was willing to sit in the suffering and ask myself, who do I want to let this make me? I didn't want to be a bitter, angry person. I didn't want to hold resentment and unforgiveness. I didn't want to walk around with a chip on my shoulder. I didn't want to be weighed down by the suffering of life. I wanted to feel alive. I wanted to feel joy, a lot of joy. And that's possible. You just have to decide you want it. So what will you do with your suffering? Will you let it move you towards hell? Or will you let it move you towards heaven? Because ultimately, you get to decide. And that's the best part about this, is you get to decide what this suffering does to you who it makes you in the process. You're just getting refined by the fire right now. Just like a diamond gets refined by fire. Come out the other side of this shining brighter. Come out the other side braver, bolder, more compassionate, more empathetic, more vulnerable, more willing to love again and be have your heart broken again. I chose to move towards heaven, and I hope you will too. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning.